What up, y'all? If it's your first time to the channel, tune in to like, subscribe, do all of the fun stuff to help us grow. But if you're not, y'all already know. It's your boy Dante, Mr. Flip to Hold. And today we're about to talk about three ways that you can purchase your first rental property. Now look, first, you've got to determine if buying a rental property is for you. And I say that because it's not for everybody. And I only know that, of course, from experience. Now, I say that it's the most lucrative way to financial freedom. I'm not talking about one property, two properties. I mean, as many as you can get. If you can do a rental a year or if you can do two rentals per year or however many you can get done i suggest do it because from my market research every rich person 90 percent of rich people built their wealth through real estate so why not be a part of that 80 percent or we all can do it and let's get that up to 100 percent you know, now I'm not where I want to be, but I'm definitely headed on it. But anyway, if you really want to be a real estate investor, I'm not talking about flipping where you put some money in, you buy it cheap, you fix it up and sell it. I'm talking about you buying it and you holding it, you dealing with tenants, you dealing with um, uh, taxes every year. You're dealing with just everything that comes with the rental property. I mean, you're fixing toilets. You're doing everything unless you get management. But you first, you got to do your research as much as you can. And obviously, you starting by watching this today. But just make sure you do your research and see if that's for you. I suggest if, even if you renting right now, ask your landlord um, how what they think about it. Or uh, if you have some family members or friends that are um, uh, investors already, ask them some of the pros and some of the cons. That way you can weigh it out. Now, don't focus too much on the cons or focus too much on the pros because you can talk yourself out of it. I mean, this is really for people that want to get into real estate investing. And if you want to look into that and weigh it up and see if it's something you are willing to do, because tenants can be a headache and, uh, you know, sometimes you're not going to get your rent and depending on how you financed it. But let's just say you got a mortgage on the property and you are your rent. I mean, your mortgage is due, but your tenants haven't paid the rent. So now what do you do? You got to pay that out of pocket. So that's just some of the things that you have to prepare for when you um, are getting uh, a rental property. Now, another thing that you have to do is focus and find the right location. I mean, you can get a really cheap uh, property in some uh, more urban or low income areas, but not saying that they don't work. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, you, and then you got to be more picky. You got to be more strict with um, what you're doing as far as getting the tenant in there. 
So you got to really make sure that you do your due diligence with tenants in uh, lower income areas. But the good thing about lower income areas is more profit. I mean, the, they call it, uh, I think, a cap rate or, uh, you know, basically in, in the lamest terms is how much profit you're making on your investment every year. And it's definitely higher. I think the average in low income is about 12 to 15 percent. So that's that's really good versus like if you say in like a C or a B neighborhood, you might be getting uh 7 percent, 6 percent return. But, you know, it's less headache. So make sure that you invest in or you looking into the right area that you want to get your property. Um, and also. When you're doing this, you got to think long term because when you get in the rental property, it's the only way to build wealth in any industry. And I'm talking about wealth, not getting rich because we can get rich flipping stuff all day. But the only way to build wealth is holding things long term. That's how we came up with the name flip to hold. We flip to get capital. To buy assets to hold for long term. That's what you're supposed to be thinking. When you into investing in rental properties. I'm talking about even stocks. Uh, even crypto. Even uh, NFTs and stuff like that. Now I know we see a lot on flipping, flipping, flipping. I, I, somebody just made 10 grand or 40 grand or 50 grand on whatever type of investment that they did. But we're not talking about that today. Today we're talking about Long term building wealth and you have to think long term when you come into this because the average mortgage, uh, like I said, depending on what you get, but the average mortgage is about 30 years. So that's, I know that sounds like a lot, but I'm pretty sure if you're watching this, you, you, you either close to that or you pass that and look how fast that time goes. But at least in this 30 years, as far as investing in a rental property, at least you get to get um, equity. So if you buy a property for a hundred thousand dollars today, in thirty years, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be worth three hundred thousand or more, just because of the long term and the equity that you build over time. And that's how you make your wealth. And not only that, is building equity over time. If you have a mortgage, you're not paying the mortgage. Your tenant's paying the mortgage. Your tenant's paying the taxes. Your tenant's paying for repairs. Now, you just got to deal with the headache, but, I mean, it's free mailbox money. I mean, you, I mean not free, but you, you don't have to physically be at an office or work for that income. So, basically what I'm saying is if, if you want to get into the rental uh, investment real estate thing, you have to think long term, not flipping. We're talking about investing flip to hold. And we're talking about the whole part. Now I ain't going to hold y'all up for too much longer. First thing that I got to tell y'all how to get it is lease option. Now they call that lease option or they call it a land contract. Now, uh, depending on where you're at and who you're dealing with, they'll call it um, something different. But I'm going to give you an example on how you can do that. That's basically you find a property that's for rent or for sale 
and you uh, contact the seller or your landlord and ask them what they consider selling. Now, what happens is you give them a down payment, and that could be anything. It just depends on what you all agree on. But today I'm trying to give you low-cost uh, three ways to get in. So if if you contact the landlord or uh, somebody that's selling their house and see if that's an option for them, I mean, you could probably put about five grand down and let's say the house is worth uh, $100,000. Now, usually in these lease options, they don't usually go over five years. I mean, you'd be lucky to go over that. I have heard about that happening, but three to five years is the average. So if you got, um, if you put five grand down and the purpose of that is to, when you say your rent is $1,000, just renting it out regular then what you're doing you adding another five hundred dollars on that to go towards the down payment of the home and once you um refinance it because you'll have to get regular financing after the term is done with the lease option or land contract but like i said in the, in the simplest ways you say let's just say you put $5000 down you get 3 to 5 years to find financing and uh the extra money that you put on top of the rent goes towards the actual principal of the house so if it's worth $100,000 at the end of that 3 to 5 years let's just say for number's sake now the house is 80 grand so you gave that landlord $20,000 which will be held as your down payment and once you go to a bank and get your regular financing that'll be held towards your down payment of the property but it all depends on your agreement and where you at and how things really work I'm just giving you basic um, things and from my personal experience now number two we're going to talk about um, seller financing now, land contract and lease option is uh, considered a seller financing, but I want to talk about a different one. This is also an experience that I've been through. Now, this house that I'm going to talk about is where the house is worth $70,000. It's a duplex, but it was turned into a single family house, but beautiful house. It was in really good condition. Only thing it was in the hood, and um, but it was in a nice area of the hood. But anyway, the house is worth $70,000. I ended up talking to the seller. Um, and I got him under contract for $30,000. So he actually sold the house to me for $30,000. But what I did, uh, because he wanted a little more, um, he, he, he wouldn't, okay, I was trying to get it for cash. But in order for me to buy it for cash, so I'm an investor. I don't buy at a retail price. I just don't. I mean, it depends if it's a great area, great property, you know, depends on the situation. But in this situation, I wasn't going to give him no more than $20,000 cash. And he was kind of upset with that offer. So I said, hey, how about I give you $30,000 over three years and I can give you $15,000 down. So what I did, I gave him $15,000 down and we went in uh, to a title company. We opened up escrow and he literally uh, has a mortgage on that property for the balance of $15,000. And the good thing about this loan that I did with him is zero interest. Now that's a rare case. I mean, the guy really liked me and, and what I was, what I'm trying to do. So it actually worked out in my favor and most importantly his, but yeah, he got a mortgage. If I miss a payment, he can literally go to the title company or however that work uh, with, 
with uh, foreclosing on that property and he can get the property back and I can lose everything. He is literally the bank like he is the bank. So you can do this. This is something that people don't talk about. The seller actually can be the bank. You can get, if if they own the property free and clear, they can't really owe any money or they have to owe very little money and make more money on the property than what they're selling it for. If they I mean that uh, mortgage balance. So if you give them in my case, I gave them 15 grand and that was uh, a great deal for me. It was obviously a great deal for him. And we all happy at the end of the day. Now. Number three, I want to talk about um, partnering up. Now, partnering up uh, is another easy and cheap way because you might not have to come out of pocket. Partnering up means that this person uh, or somebody, a friend or associate uh, has the money, but you have the credit. Now, what happens is now if you got only got the credit um and they only got the cash, I mean, it works out for everybody. You could both put your name on um on, on the deed or whatever, but you know, you, you helping them, they helping you and you got a rental property. Now, of course, partnering up, you have to do that with the right person. So, I mean, you got to just make sure that you know this person well, or they really about, uh, business and really serious about, uh, trying to do what you're trying to do. So y'all can be on the same page with this new venture. And, um, I mean, it's also private lenders and, you know, what you do, just holler, uh, at an attorney and get you some paperwork and draw everything up really well, uh, that benefits both of y'all at the end of the day. And there you go. I haven't seen situations where people partner up and the person with no money, uh, ended up having a property and the person, uh, with the cash just wanted to invest and make some money back. They didn't even want to deal with the property. They didn't even want their name on it. They just had a promissory note that uh the person who was who had the good credit uh with no money they just wanted to make maybe 15% on the property so it all depends but at the end of the day that's definitely another way so i mean if if you go and research these things i'm just giving you basics and this, i'm not saying this stuff is going to be easy but it's definitely worth looking into so like I said, now, since you made it this far in this, I'm definitely going to give you a pro tip. And the pro tip is mostly for people who are already investing in this. And you might even know about this too. But like I said, number one was lease option and land contract. Number two, we're talking about seller financing where the owner is actually the bank. Number three, we're talking about partnering up. And like I said, since you stayed this long, I'm definitely going to give you a pro tip and that's refinancing. And I'm not talking about refinancing so you can just take the money out and go on vacation. I'm saying uh, you, you take that money out and you use that for a down payment for your next property. So even if you don't have a property and your mom does or somebody else that you know that you're really close to, they can actually take some of that equity out of that property and use that to get another property. This is the way that the rich people do things. I'm telling y'all, they don't use their money. They use the bank's money or other people's money. And this is the key. And there's nothing wrong with it because look at what the bank do. The bank don't give you a loan with their money. They give you a loan with my money, your money, your cousin money, somebody else's money. That's how the banks do it. So why not put yourself in a position to be the bank on every level that you can? 
I mean, just learn. Listen, learn, and be smart. You know what I'm saying? And don't give up. That's just how it goes, y'all. And I first want to tell y'all, before I get out of here, y'all got to like this. Hit that. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that. Hit that thumbs up. Then you know you got to click the red so we can subscribe. Subscribe. Show your boy some love because we want to grow this thing. We want to spread the word. And y'all, comment. I want to know what y'all think about what... um or, or if y'all have any questions so I can uh, talk better. Because a lot of these times I'm doing it by myself. And it's uh, a little different when you're doing podcasts by yourself versus with somebody. So if y'all can engage with me, shoot some comments, no matter if it's good or bad. It will definitely give me uh, a reason to get back and do some more videos. So like, share, subscribe, comment. And thank y'all for tuning in. Flip to hope.